Hello, Cravers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, we have a very jam-packed episode for you this week. Our special guest has just raised a quarter million on Kickstarter. His name is Tom Zhang, and he's going to be talking about uh, starting up his company, Right Ramen, with his twin brother, his life as a Chinese-American first-gen, uh, his... his uh, passion for parkour, um, his degree in clinical nutrition at UC Davis, all these good stuff. We're, gonna, we're also going to be talking about food and a lot of Asian food and different sort of philosophy and that we go into very deep topics with food, actually. So it's going to be a really fun episode. He's also going to be sharing some tips about um, starting up your own uh, startup company and different tips along with that. So it's going to be a really fun episode. Hope you enjoy and uh, cue the intro music. Weekly Cravings. 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 Hello, everyone. You're listening to Weekly Cravings, and this is your host, David Sa. Weekly Cravings, we're going to be interviewing inspiring figures in the community, and today we have someone really special. We're going to be introducing Tom Zhang. He's an inspiring figure to the millennial generation, a flying ninja, food connoisseur, and most notably, a pioneer in the instant ramen industry. His co-founded company, Vite Ramen, raised a cool quarter million dollars through Kickstarter with an ever-growing community of ramen enthusiastic backing the idea of healthy, nutrition-packed noodles. Welcome, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was quite a description. Did you like that? Did you like the flying ninja? <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Like, this is a um, nice experience. Is it? Is it your first podcast? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. This is it's uh, it's our uh, third one now. We're really glad to have you here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let's um, good to be here. Let's start with um, I guess all the way back when you when you're growing up, um, being Chinese American and growing up with a twin brother, Tim. Yeah, uh, it was. It's, it's, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Growing up with a twin brother is, um, it it was actually, um, it it was, it was really nice because uh, we actually had the same interests and, um, you know, we were actually really close growing up and we still are, uh, which has been a huge blessing in terms of, you know, working the company because, we don't have twin telepathy, but, you know, just mm. because we have spent so many years together, you know, we do have the same kind of interests and the same kind of um, thought processes. Um, yeah, it's sad because uh, a lot of the twins I knew growing, growing up, uh, just because uh, my parents kind of got us to know a lot of twins. Like, we didn't live next really? door to a bunch of <laughs> Is twins. Is that a twin yeah. family thing to do? I, I don't know. To maybe. introduce you and go and find other twins and introduce you guys maybe it is i don't know (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness but yeah we we knew a couple of uh pairs of twins and they're like not close anymore and like the the twins next door they they are like super mad at each other and they never talk and it's just like really sad do they not dress the same anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. so we're yeah they were they were super close you know we used to have sleepovers and everything yeah so i'm i'm yeah, I'm super happy that I do get to work with Tim. Right. And um, it's been a, a really good experience just because, you know, we, we grew up together. And 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, now that you you bring that up, because we haven't introduced Tim quite yet into mm-hmm. into the company, and you guys being brothers, and then being that dynamic duo to run Vite Ramen, right? So I guess you know, since we're tapping into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the company started being twins? I guess difficulties with that, or the the ups and downs with that too. There haven't been a whole lot of ups and downs yeah. <laughs> about being a twin. Yeah, like, um, I mean, really, the only bad thing was back in back in school, people would thought, or, or back in school, or, or one time when Tim's coworker came up to me, like, they would think we're being assholes just because um, they, they thought we were the other person. Oh my like, gosh. I, don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you know, you think my brother is like, no, we work together and everything. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> no, I'm a twin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what was the first part? But of you question? have, but you haven't um, noticed any. I don't know. I guess like the brotherly thing. Maybe it's not just the twin thing, but have you felt like there was, um, I guess, advantages or disadvantages, or maybe you guys know each other a little bit more from growing up, so you go a little progress a little faster in certain parts of um, the job or task at hand. Yeah. So uh, as as a twin. Um you know, because our parents always kind of made us dress the same and do the same <laughs> activities and that kind of stuff. Now, was that out of uh, cuteness of having twins that she was like, oh, they need to dress the same? Or was it more out of convenience? I mean, I think it was a little bit of both. Because like, <laughs> if you if you buy shirts, you know, it's it's really easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think they thought it was amusing, too. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> Not everyone gets to have twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're fraternal though, uh-huh. like so. It, it, well, we looked identical when we were kids. We look fairly different now. Yeah. Well, not fairly. We still look pretty similar, but right. it's, it's it's easier to tell us apart now. Right. right. But, but I, I still think you guys look pretty similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because of how similar we were as mm. kids, um, we kind of you know you always kind of want to, you know, even for for regular. You know, for non-twin people, you you do want to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like me, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, you you do want to like find your own identity. Yeah, and yeah. as a twin, as somebody who has, you know, been like more or less kind of the same person, right? Or or driven to be kind of this, doing the same things, you kind of do want to find that that individuality. Right. Um, for a lot of people, it does seem like they go completely opposite directions mm-hmm. and just kind of you know split apart. For Tim and I. We kind of, you know, because we are really good friends too. Yeah. We kind of figured it, it was always a division of labor kind of stuff. We would specialize and we would always mm. try to like complement one another. So like, yeah. um, you know, in in the Vite Ramen company, uh, Tim handles a lot of the the economics, the the finances and production side issues. Uh, I'm handling uh, PR, branding, right, graphic design. Right. So it really uh, helps us to specialize and get that division yeah, of labor, yeah. and that's like a huge, huge, you know, benefit. Right. Because it's, uh, I mean, I I can't imagine running something like this alone. You know, <laughs> like even even running it right, with somebody, right. um, somebody other than Tim, like, you know, there there's that communication that's almost mm. that's that's almost unspoken sometimes because yeah. we've lived so long together right, it's yeah. just like hey this is pretty obviously the next step we're gonna go yeah yeah i mean how cool is it to have a twin brother to run a company together yeah right like, that story <laughs> in, of, in and of itself that's like super cool <laughs> yeah shoot 
do you feel like one of you will ever go rogue? No, I don't. Each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's so. Like a movie, <laughs> or like the evil twin. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we are we are like, you know, because of the whole specialization thing, we yeah, are pretty yeah, like yeah. dependent. Then like, you know, like <laughs> he's not he's not strong with graphic design. I you know I get a little too cavalier about the finances sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, let's do this promotion, do this promotion, do this to that, and he's like, whoa, whoa, step it back, step it back. Right, we can't right, afford right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to have an evil twin. Which one of you would be more likely to be the evil twin? Oh, that's a good, good question. Because just like the movies, there's always that one evil <laughs> twin, right? Because that happens all the time in the real, real world. <laughs> Who wants to take over the world? Who would mm. it be? I don't know. We, we, we can't be collaboratively evil. Like, <laughs> you get twice you as, are inseparable. Tw- That's twice what as much evil done, man. <laughs> I like that answer. You know what? I like that answer. <laughs> we were talking about... Um, so we went from, you know, you guys were growing up together, but you were really close and you guys were very similar and then you brought some differences. But when I met you guys, I feel like there's a lot of differences too, just yeah. in like your hobbies and passions as well, which were, you have so many. Yeah. <laughs> super cool. When you're talking about the flying ninja, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's like, why is he a flying ninja? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. What should we tap into first? We have parkour. We have your detailing parts. I don't know, let's start with parkour, I guess. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that, that's been a huge part of your... Yeah, life, yeah. Right? That was basically my, like, that was basically my life from, from uh, about, yeah, the start of high school up until, like, you know, up until I started the company, basically. Yeah. Or <laughs> um, well, uh, we started the company. Yeah. But, yeah, parkour is kind of what got me into the whole, like, health kind of thing in the first place. Mm. Um, it was just... You know, one summer, uh, Tim and I were both bored. We saw um, the uh, what was it? the Urban Ninja uh, video on YouTube. <laughs> That's how it all starts. Yeah, on yeah. On a boring <laughs> summer day. Yeah, which is an objectively not great video nowadays. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at the standards, like now versus then, home oh, right. But um, yeah, it was it was a super inspiring video back then. Yeah, and. Um, we saw that, and then uh, Oleg Voroslav's uh, Russian uh, Russian ninja stuff. Yeah. And um, it was just like, hey, this is cool. And I didn't actually really want to learn parkour. Mm. I just wanted to learn the Kong vault. Like, it's just one single vault. I was like, this this looks cool. Like, I could use it while I'm running to the bus what or is something. The, what is the Kong vault? So a Kong vault is um, it, it's kind of where you dive towards a table. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, like think of a way a gorilla walks. Like, you dive but like fully splayed out almost like Superman style. And yeah. then you hit it with your, um, you, you, you hit it with the, your hands and then pull your legs through. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, have you actually used it in practical situations? Like chasing yeah. after a bus? Yeah. Yeah. Really? There's like, uh, I don't remember the specifics, but there's always like two or three times, you know, in your life where you use, you know, actual parkour for one thing or another. And you're like, yes. Just completely Dude, that's validated. Awesome. It's it, <laughs> like you never need more than like the absolute basics to actually get it. Yeah, to yeah, utilize yeah. it, but it still feels good. <laughs> Does it? I bet it even feels better when someone sees it. And they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> not, not really. It gets, really? It, gets, it gets embarrassing when people see it just because of the uh, the office episode where like uh. people are always just like parkour, parkour. Like the the first person to like have seen that episode and have said that to you, it's just like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the more creative 
like when people yell more creative stuff at you yeah. and like even if it's heckling i'm like all right that, that that's cool I, I can i can get down with that but you know yeah. if you're just repeating a line from not get more creative man. right right, right yeah <laughs> shoot what are some other creative times you used the vault to like get to a certain place faster or something it, it just like um a lot of the climbing kind of stuff comes in handy when it's like I don't want to take this set of stairs, you know, I need to, I need to get to this place faster. So I'm just going to, you know, go j- jump down the other side of the stairs instead. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, man, I can't think of any specific instances right now, but I know there was a bunch. <laughs> uh, is there ever a time when you were um, out with your girlfriend and you had to like do it, but then I don't know, Nisha had to go. Uh, the regular path. No, or no. Yeah, like, when when I'm with Tom again. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I'm with when I'm with Nisha, I try to just keep it, you know, <laughs> like a normal. Let, human yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll every now and again I'll run out and like be like, oh, I want to hit this jump real quick. Right. But um, but Wait, I'll do still, you have that? Do you see it? And you're like in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, just yeah, craving to go and just pull off the stunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, w- once you start training parkour. It's kind of like you get what what's called like parkour vision, where like everything parkour looks different vision. to you. It's yeah. like, oh, this is not just a rail right now. Okay, you can see it. There's a precision right there. You can do yeah. a 180 cat over here, or like a you know like oh, this would be a nice combo or whatever. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's that part of the reason parkour jams are so fun. Walking around with friends too mm. is just you're walking around the city and you're actually training, but you're also talking about like theoretical, like, oh, in a year, let's see, you know, it's, if, if that's possible, like you, you go around and you see all these possibilities and it's, it's, it's cool. Cause it, it works your imagination too. Yeah. And kind of, you know, freeing in more ways than one. Yeah. Has Nisha picked up on some of that parkour vision being next to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Sure you talked yeah. about it, right? Yeah, definitely. She has. Uh, every now and again, she'll point out like something I haven't seen. I'm like, that's a that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> she used to she used to train a bit. Um, no way. Back when we started dating, but I think that was more to try to <laughs> like <laughs> that was that was more just to to try to uh, you know imp- impress me or <laughs> you know you know just the the, the first date kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, she she dropped it after after a while, oh. but she still does her own stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I, I don't. That's I don't think couple couples always have to do the same things yeah. together. <laughs> she she tried and that's that's. Yeah, yeah, she tried it. She didn't like it, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, so I was I was going through some of your Facebook stuff. Yeah. And then um, there was someone posted. I think it was a fellow. Uh, what do you call it? fellow parkour peer? What do you call <laughs> a person that does parkour? Uh, technically a, a tressor. Oh, what what but, is that? Uh, that that's just the name for somebody who does parkour, but wow. it's just um, or. Free runner or yeah. Is there is there a label that you go by more that's a little bit more empowering than like I don't know is is a label is a certain label a little bit more degrading or than something else? Not not particularly. There's mm. there's like a, a lot of times nowadays you just call uh, you just say parkour practitioner just because it's easier because mm. you can say tracer and nobody's gonna care and that's that's more yeah. of less. That's a lot more of the, the old, older school, mm. like nerdy or ways. Of yeah. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> when we cared about the whole philosophy and yeah. like, you know, to be into last and to be strong and to be useful, all the yeah. stuff that all these new whippersnappers don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, no, parkour is just, Park, uh, parkour, parkour is pretty par- nerdy. Yeah. It's great. 
free runners, parkour practitioners. Okay. Yeah, uh, tracers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is four, four or five years ago. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a meme. Was it a meme? Yeah, it said complains there's no woman in parkour. Um, yeah. Hits on every girl. That girl. It's on every girl that comes out to learn. Yeah. Oh, is, God. Do you feel like that's still a problem? I mean, it's just because we we're talking about Nisha starting out back then and getting mm-hmm. into parkour a little bit. Um, maybe she experienced it a little bit then. And, uh, yeah. No, it, um, it's been, it's a lot better now. There's been mm-hmm. an active, uh, especially in the last couple of years, there's been active movement to combat sexism and, you know, make parkour a more accepting place yeah. there are uh you know there are women's jams now there's an international women's jam that happens That's every awesome. year in dc which is which is super cool um uh my brother's girlfriend anna goes there um does she do parkour yeah 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 she I she trains know. too and then uh yeah she's fairly involved in the community as well yeah <clears throat> it's something that i'm pretty proud that the parkour community is doing uh i think there's still you know a ways to go yeah. But um, the fact that it's been recognized and it's been like, hey, this is a legitimate problem. Yeah. Because uh, when I first started, it was pretty gross. It yeah. would be like male dominated. Yeah. yeah. And, and not just male dominated, but it would be like, you know, a girl would show up in the jam and like immediately everybody would go and try to like, quote unquote, teach her. And it was just yeah. like, you know, every now and again, you would get a guy who was like, you know, like, quote unquote, spotting and be just getting handsy mm-hmm. and everybody else would be like, hey, dude, you know, fuck off. Right. You know, that's that's not OK. Right. Because um, I would imagine it might kind of be like gymnastics where you might have to, like, help out. Yeah. Like yeah. Summer assault or something like that. You might yeah. have to help out physically. And I guess that might get a little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so there's, you know, there, there were definitely problems in the past. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as they got more recognized they're starting being more girl jams um yeah and then you know there there's of course the backlash towards like girl only um parkour jams Hmm. um but it's it's kind of um you know if you haven't experienced how um isolating and how um you know like uncomfortable it gets nowadays the the girl jams are mostly run um you know, by girls now, which is, which is good. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's mostly kind of a, uh, a girl's jam where, um, it is more girl oriented. Uh, mm-hmm. there's some like issues with physiology as well. If you're doing a climb up, uh, there's different techniques that, um, are more helpful towards different body builds than others. Mm. But there's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not like a only girls can be here. It's like, you know, guys can be there too, but it's yeah. just by calling it a girl's jam. It makes it a little more, what do you call it? Makes it a little more, feel a little more inclusive. And, yeah. um, it helps with that emphasis on the specific, um, issues and, or specific, you know, practices that, right. that might help a girl versus a guy based on, you know, how you move. Yeah. Well, that's really cool to hear. I was thinking of, um, Another thing I found on Facebook, I know I was doing a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this, I is, actually, this is like like Sean from Hot Ones being like, <laughs> explain that gram, right? Like, pretty much. I, I should have saved the photos. Should, <laughs> Professional <I'm> like, Facebook stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that you had another pretty, uh, um, I guess, useful way to use your parkour. I'm going to, I guess, I'll bring up the photo. But then... It was okay. It was a photo of you doing a backflip, or some some sort of flip in front of Lindsey Sterling. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. That's crazy. Explain that 
to me. What what's going on there? That was yeah, that was really fun. Um that was I think Lindsay Sterling's first tour. Uh it was at UC Berkeley and yeah. uh we got meet and greet tickets. We're, and you're we're, a huge fan. Yeah, we're huge fans. We've been to a ton of the concerts. Yeah. We, I think the first, How like, many have you been to? I don't know, four or five. Like, it was like... I think the that's first, how many I counted. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like the first four or five, we, like, tried to go to everyone, and then, like, life started getting in the way, and we're like, oh, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Especially since she got more popular and ticket prices went up. <laughs> it's like, I, I think our, our ticket was, like... Well, I don't know about the meet and greet tickets, but the, the standard tickets were like twenty dollars or Tom, less. Are you telling me there's no locked in flat fee for the the, <laughs> the, the, the old time fans like you, <laughs> and you even do a backlit for her, <laughs> right? <That'd be> fun. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was the the meet and greet, and yeah. uh, we're just like you know you could take a couple of photos. It was it was great because there wasn't really like that much of a you know like oh everybody only gets like one minute one picture you have uh, to move on yeah it was just kind of like you could hang out for a couple of minutes and we're That's just like cool. can i take this picture yeah yeah <laughs> and then she's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that, well, that, that was fun <laughs> was tim at that one too yeah 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 there's um there was pictures of us posing with her like she um, because she did the Skyrim uh, cover by then, uh, uh, we also had a picture of us where, where she's doing like basically a, a shout, and Tim and I are pretending to fall over and stuff. Because <laughs> we're huge nerds. Uh, I, I was, you know, I was gonna get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I would you would you say you're you're pretty big nerd? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just I I think um, I I. I think it's just great having you know a lot of hobbies and just being passionate about like random stuff whatever um and i've found you know just because of the the amount of hobbies i have and the amount of weird hobbies i have yeah there is an enthusiast community for everything and there like is. the more neat yeah the more niche it gets like yeah. the more supportive they are too yeah i mean there's definitely. there's you can find very supportive communities for anything whether it is you know really popular or not right um and it's great like i recently found out there's a um enthusiast community for a certain brand of washing machine uh, no <laughs> yeah yeah i read this article i don't remember was where it was Reddit or what <laughs> no yeah. yeah it was just one of those recommended links from like pocket or something <laughs> i was just like this is amazing Tom, of course you're gonna get hit with that recommended yeah. link to, to uh, a specific uh what is the but it's a brand of washing machine. Yeah, washing yeah, and they, they changed something, and then they, they all got really, really mad, and I was like, I can understand this, you know? Like, it, it, you know, it might seem inconsequential to some, some people, but, you know, yeah. if that's what you're you're passionate about, then, then go for it, you, you know? You see yourself in their shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... You understood. Yeah. You had empathy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I collect flashlights, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found that you have... Um, what is, what would you call it like a like first aid or sort of survival kits mm. passion flashlight knives yeah i feel like you'd be <laughs> one of the friends i would keep really close by if there was a zombie apocalypse <laughs> yeah that i mean that that kind of came up from uh, parkour too cuz um <laughs> one of the one of the mottos uh, of parkour is uh, be strong to be useful and mm. to me it ended up kind of expanding to uh, first aid, I would always, like you know just because it's a good idea to keep on yeah, keep first yeah. aid on hand when you're doing right. something you know with with some injury potential, right? So 
I would I would always uh, get the first aid and eventually I got kind of known as the guy who would carry first aid pack and I started adding more and more stuff and I started yeah. you know I took CPR classes and first aid classes and at, at, at some point I was like hey I kind of want to you know just see you know just be be a um, a more useful person if there are emergencies right I mean because there, there must be countless yeah yeah and it's and then you know I was also really into like hiking backpacking that kind of stuff yeah um, I was browsing Facebook and I found survival courses <laughs> and I was like, I love that. I, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. It's, um, it was a different survival course than the one I took, but I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, this, this is like a cool concept. And I found California survival training, yeah. uh, run by Thomas coin, who is incredibly legit. Cause it was, it was, there, there's a bunch of survival courses where you look them up and you're like, I don't know how legit this is. Right. Uh, this guy, Thomas Coyne, decided he would prove that he knew what he was talking about by yeah. going to Death Valley in, I think, I'm pretty sure it was in the summer. Yeah. With nothing but a knife and a hat and a water bottle. So this is and like... hiked across this Death is, Valley. Is this like Bear Grylls, but without all that high production? Yeah, just yeah. this guy with a camera? Yeah, no, he didn't even have a camera. He just did it to say oh, he, he did wow. it, you know? Like, like it was... And then he just got reported on a couple of news sites, but yeah. he's not like hugely into media and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He did that. And I'm like, okay, this guy's the real deal. And then yeah. I looked into his courses and he had a skills course, which, you know, you go to his kind of like training camp area, build a couple traps and stuff. Right. Uh, we decided to go with the field course, which is where you go outside. You only are only allowed to bring a multi-tool and a water bottle. Yeah. And then you sleep out in the cold for two days. Oh my God. Uh, and, and ours, when we went, I think it, we went in February, um, it got to below freezing temperatures wow. and we were just warming ourselves with reflective fires and, and, uh, <laughs> and we didn't eat for two days cause there was nothing to forage. We, we had, we, we picked out a couple of pine nuts from a couple of pine cones we found and that was yeah. all we had to eat. Um, Dude, that's nuts. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm a huge city guy yeah, from <laughs> Korea, Seoul, Hong Kong. So like any of that, that drives me nuts. Be, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to survive. I don't know, even half a day like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it actually sucked, especially because we were driving from such a far place. We uh, we slept at a friend's place in um, uh, Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. but the um, the place is all the way in uh, Teachapi. I don't know how to that pronounce that. That sounds scary too. Just to <laughs> yeah. but it's like it's like uh, just a little north of uh, L.A. I think. Mm-hmm. Somewhere near near that area, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, but it was it was a four hour, three or four hour drive from from that uh, from Santa Barbara. So we we didn't get to eat for the better part of three days, and you know there's a lot of we we did a lot of hiking to get yeah. to certain areas and you know like show us. We drank from like this um this muddy dirty pond in the ground that was wow. it was literally just like a divot. Yeah, that had some like rainwater flowing in it, and it was like there was like a couple dead bugs in it and stuff. Oh my and God. he was teaching Wait, us how Tom, to use. Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> There's a question. Yeah, There's a question here. I think a lot of people have this question too. With all the skills and traits you have, how did the army not take you in? No, because <laughs> um, I was I was honest with the questionnaire. <laughs> oh my God! Because uh, I've always Tim and I are old men <laughs> we have old men yeah we, we have uh, we have back and knee problems and we you know we, we we make the noise when we stand up out of a chair we just uh, oh yeah yeah you don't hide it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um 
So it's just like on the on the army questionnaire, you say you know if you have you have back problems, if you you know have experienced back pain in the past. Uh, at the time, I also thought I had scoliosis. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if that's true or not because yeah. the person who diagnosed it may or may not have been qualified. Uh, what? <laughs> I uh, I'm 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 not. Uh, so so I'm not personally a huge fan of chiropractors. Mm. Um, I prefer, you know, just coming from a, a background where, uh, you know, a nutrition background where there are a lot of people who call themselves nutritionists who have no qualifications mm. and who don't have, you know, evidence backed yeah. um, information. Uh, chiropractors, um, a lot of them are now operating with more evidence backed information. I see. But, um, you know, previously it wasn't this really the case. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, as, as where chiropractors started from, the beliefs are not evidence-based. So I'm, I'm sure there are very effective chiropractors out there, yeah. but, um, I, you know, prefer doctors and physical therapists. Mm -hmm. And I will say the chiropractor that I went to in particular yeah. was not really you yeah. know, good. Uh, yeah. so he, he, he diagnosed us with, with scoliosis, which with us as in you and my, yeah, both Tim and I really, um, did and Tim enter too? No, no, no. Uh, but oh, we, but we like, were just yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. cause we had back pain we were like, and we yeah. heard chiropractors where, where you went. Right. Right. So we went, we went to a, we went to that guy and, um, just tried to sell us a bunch of stuff and, right. uh, you know, did the back cracks and stuff, which was, which was nice, but <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, ultimately I'm not sure if I have scoliosis or not. And, mm. uh, you know, I, but I did put that down on the form. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so, so the army rejected me for that. Uh, and Gosh. yeah, I, I went all the way to the military entrance processing station, yeah. you know, like right before you swear in yeah. before they were like, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, uh, like you, you have like several disqualifying factors, wow. you know, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now you're here. Yeah. Yeah. I think company, I, I think it turned out for the better, you know, just things happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was there any pressure from parents because you know we both come from an asian parent family oh yeah yeah know, we yeah. both know how that can be no was there yeah. any <laughs> nobody wanted to wanted me wanted me to join the army yeah how <laughs> i mean yeah how was that uh i mean it's just um tim and i have always kind of you know done done what we like to do ourselves um you know we're not very listen to other people mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> So, so it's kind of like, you know, I appreciate the concern, but yeah. you know, this is what I want to do. Um, you know, this is what I want to try. And you know, I tried to go for it. Yeah. It didn't work out. Tom, I love you for that. <laughs> Thank you, you know why I love you? Because <laughs> honestly, I, I, I feel like you in, in a, in a certain way, you're like a, you're everyday Asian dude. <laughs> but then you're super cool because, and that's a very general way of saying, it, and because you have all these geeky and nerdy sort of passions that you've sort of dived into and then, and you come out on top, you're this super cool dude. It's really inspiring to see like you, you've taken after what you wanted to do. <laughs> Thanks. And I feel like you represent, um, as I said in your bio, the millennials <laughs> yeah. really well. Um, and yeah, that's super cool. I, I, it, 
kind of comes down to, I think, failing a lot. Yeah. Which, which is, I think, more often a blessing than mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, being rejected from the army. Like, the, the, the path to starting Vai Ramen was yeah. just constant failure, which, right, is, which right. is, you know, I mean, it sounds really negative, but I actually, I really like it. You know, like, yeah. I, you know, sometimes I'll call myself a fuck up, but it's in, like, a very good way yeah <laughs> yeah and people uh, would be like whoa 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 tom yeah <laughs> you're not a fucker because <laughs> in in you know i barely you know tim and i both barely graduated high school um i had a 1.89 gpa i did not know that i love you even more <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a you know we 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 both went to uh Limbrick high school which was a very you know a very asian uh, very high achieving. Yeah, like, yeah, we're a blue yeah, ribbon dude, school. Yeah. Like everybody is like, we had f- yeah. million valedictorians yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody had a 4.0 GPA. It was like, and that, that kind of culture, I think it's just really toxic and really, it is. It's a lot of pressure. On your yeah. Career. Yeah. There, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of just kind of, kind of keeping up with the Joneses kind of stuff. Were but. you, were you aware back then? Like, were you, um, already aware of how different you were or were you sort of um were you asking yourself or questioning yourself oh my gosh why am i not a valedictorian like all the other dudes no like i I absolutely knew that um it was yeah it was not not my thing it came a little late for me oh yeah because i was (laughs) you know so i went to international school in korea Mm -hmm. and for me it was like i was i was i would try really hard yeah yeah you know like if i try hard all that stuff then um i should be able to do well Mm mm-hmm but then you know, I had all these other side passions. There's a lot of similarity between us. And, yeah. Right? Everything I learned from YouTube and all that stuff. And <laughs> exactly. I always chased after right? passion, my passion, dance, volleyball, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly thought those years were really great for YouTube, honestly. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the right, yeah. <laughs> the starting years of YouTube, right? Yeah. All yeah. the education stuff came on. It was just a dude with a camera and they're just really passionate about this new technology and they just share. And I'll, that was super cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's helped so many people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like for me, it came a little bit late. Um, I, I so I went to college thinking I still go the academic route, and then for me, it came a little bit like sophomore year. I, was, I realized oh, I'm not so fine tuned in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, I love even more for knowing <laughs> stuff like that. I didn't even know. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's. It's just learning that, you know, like it, it does work for some people, you know, mm. some people, uh, the, the academic stuff genuinely works for them. Right. Uh, but you do have to kind of find, is this something that, you know, is worth all this time and effort and stress? Cause getting a 4.0 mm-hmm. GPA, no matter, you know, yeah. no matter what, for like the vast majority of people, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, cause I, I, in in high school, I got the 1.89 GPA. Um, it was terrible, um, and I be, my parents were just happy I graduated. It was uh, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but Mom, I'm I'm so surprised you have good relationship. At least you have ties with your family. Or yeah, your yeah, yeah. <laughs> After I, that GPA, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean, know if I'd be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's my parents. Um, it, again, this it helps being a, being a twin in this case um, because my brother and I were both <laughs> yeah. Failure, yeah. academic failures. It'd be very different if Tim was like the smart one. Like, <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that that definitely helps. Oh gosh! So you guys went through it together. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it was, it was past high school, past high school. It was, it was more failures than failures. Right. And yeah. I, I tried to go in the army. I didn't get in the army. Then I tried to go to art school. And then, um, did you say art school? Yeah. Art school. Like I really? tried, yeah, I tried applying for art school, going into graphic design. Um, I was preparing my portfolio and I was like almost done. And I was like, I can't do this for eight hours a day and stay sane. Oh my God. So what kind of art form did you do? Uh, Graphic design and illustration. Because um, ah. I was always like enrolled in art classes and kind of like, I wasn't actually super artsy. I just had a lot of practice. <laughs> I was just like, this is something I don't suck at. So I'm going to just like go the for electives, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you went for like the sort of the more creative route. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so I, I didn't do that. Then I went to community college mm-hmm. and then, you know, then I did. Uh, yeah, then I did community college, and then I got into UC Davis after that. And then, so I was on the route to becoming a dietitian. I got my degree and decided not to do become a dietitian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a big, constant road of right. change and, you know, quote-unquote failures. But mm-hmm. it's learning experiences either way, and I think it's, it's useful to not do that. Yeah. Even, even with Vairaman, constant... Right. changes constant like things going wrong it's just like tim and i are so used to it it's like oh yeah. something else messed up that's part for the course what's the next thing we can do what's right. the next step we can take to remedy this right and i think that's really important yeah definitely i mean it's the same same thing for me and i think it's it's one of those things that's always been over said um but people still have a hard time taking that to heart mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I feel like a lot of people kind of, you know, you'll you'll come up against a roadblock or like something will mess up and there's failure and you're kind of like, that's the end of the road, like the failure. But right. it's just some, sometimes I have a bad habit of like pushing stuff to fail just so that I can st- get started doing Dude, the new thing. Awesome. Like, <laughs> you know, like a, a lot of times with with new um, with things we're doing, uh, even with the company, it's just like we know this isn't perfect. We know this might mess up. Yeah. But let's do it. Let's see what happens. See what we can learn from it. Then keep on going. Right. Yeah. There's a what do you call it? There's a one one lyric from a Bliss and Esso song I really like about this. Okay. It's yeah. um it's uh it goes uh I never win or lose. I only Yeah, I never win or lose. I only win or learn, which <sighs> I think is fantastic. I really like that. That's one of those things you get tatted on your uh, <laughs> right limbs somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> on your limbs. Yeah, <laughs> not across the forehead. No, no, no. no. not the forehead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a good, learning experience right that, there. <laughs> would you take that as a loss and, and as a blessing? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really cool. I'm gonna search that up afterwards. Another thing, as we talk about white ramen, as we talk about ramen and stuff, I kind of view you as like the true foodie, I feel like. <laughs> in, in the sense that like the sort of the OG way of being a foodie, because I feel like too much of foodie these days is, is doing it for the gram kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So I feel like for you, when I see you, it's like you just really genuinely love food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of... The, the, the way my parents raised me is, is yeah. just try to get me to eat everything. I used to be super picky, man. Like, really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't eat lettuce. I would like retch every time I would like... My mom had to force feed me lettuce one time. It was like... That was a bad experience, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, 
and, <laughs> and like I didn't eat like certain kinds of mushrooms and stuff. And at a certain point, it was just, you know, I was like, I really like all these different kinds of foods, and I think it's always worth expanding your horizon for foods. And yeah, I think yeah. food elitism really pisses me off. Oh. Uh, <laughs> where people are, are we like, about to get into like a. 15 minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. section I'm just on this. Into, I'm, I yeah. see it in your eyes, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because Tim and I, I'm, we make instant noodles, right? Mm, like that's right, not right. a, it's not highbrow food. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Tim worked in, Tim worked in a um, Michelin star restaurant. He went to culinary school, Amazing. got all the yeah. classic French training, mm -hmm. was in the really high, you know, like the, 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 you know, Michelin star culture. Yeah. That's as, that's as, you know, crazy as food gets mm -hmm. on this planet. Mm hmm you know, and we've been to our fair share of uh, Michelin star restaurants, yeah. you know, just to try them out and, and to see kind of where food can get to. But mm -hmm. I think it's important to realize that like food is also comfort and food is culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like when you look down on somebody for eating the yeah. way they do, yeah. mm -hmm. whether they, they they like cheeseburgers, whether you like, you know, like a Luther burger, whether you like hot Cheetos or right. whether you like, you know, going to you know, the, the French laundry or bomb or, you know, wherever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that is very personal to a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, you know, I can eat some weird foods, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's, there's foods that, especially coming from an Asian culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of foods that we eat that are not, uh, <laughs> yeah. not so palatable to a lot of people. You right. know, I, I love chicken feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, that's something I grew up with. And, you know, I like, who am I to say that like, you know, mayonnaise or something is, is, mm -hmm. is disgusting, <laughs> you know? And right. I, I think I, I like trying to acquire tastes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I like trying to be like, I don't like this at first, but I'm going to keep eating it until I kind of discover why people like it. <laughs> yeah. Heart. You got that heart. Man. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I really like, um, David Chang's take, take on it. Mm. Um, I don't, the, yeah, yeah. the Netflix, yeah, ugly yeah, yeah. delicious. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I love the, the pizza episode. Wait, this reminds me that that's good. Cause that reminds me of something. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> I'm going to get to it real quick. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the pizza episode of ugly delicious. I love yeah. the fact that he's defending Domino's pizza. Yeah. Like uh, these, these, the, he has like these, these like ultra, like super, super like well-known or, you know, mm -hmm. like very like into their craft, like artisan pizza makers from Italy yeah. or whatnot. And then he's like, I'm going to order you guys Domino's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, you know I what? That. I love Domino's and this yeah. guy's, you know, this guy knows what he's doing is mission. Yeah. Pretty sure Dave, David Chang's got to be mission. I mean, he knows right? what he's yeah. talking about. Right? Like, yeah. He's, I mean, I love David Chang cause yeah. Uh, food doesn't have to be highbrow. Um, yeah. You know, when when Tim was working in his Michelin star kitchen, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna go out and eat nice food after you've just been making it all day. What they yeah. they ate Chef Boyardee and instant noodles. Yeah, like these guys are cooking some of the best food in the world, right? And that's what they're eating because it satisfies them. Yeah, it tastes good because objectively, you cannot say that it doesn't taste good when people do enjoy it. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, this, this, you know, this fast food or with this, whatever. Oh, it's disgusting. Right. No, people enjoy it. Like, don't, don't say that it's disgusting just right. because you don't find it palatable. Yeah. There are people who cook better food than you who mm -hmm. find it good. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, it, it's just like eat what you want to eat and don't yeah. look down on others for what they want to eat and you can enjoy the crappy food. Yeah. 
<laughs> you heard it right here, you guys. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, the one, the thing I want to talk about was um, in one of the episodes, David was going to. He, he brings in a lot of the fusion part, and he talks mm-hmm. a lot about the Asian uh, cuisines and the history of that. And then he was talking about MSG. Yeah. And then, I, did you watch that episode? Um, he he was dispelling sort of sort of the stigma MSG has, and then it's interesting because. Um, someone shared uh, an article on your timeline a few years back uh-huh. on, talking about um, just MSG and, and how it has that bad stigma for um, just uh, not for why, like not for the reason of it being actually bad. It's just, it just picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so MSG is one of those very, it's, it's very uh, divisive, but there's no scientific evidence for MSG being being bad when mm-hmm. when you when you talk about ingredients like MSG or even things like uh, artificial sweeteners uh, mm-hmm. like especially stuff like aspartame there's so much public consciousness about it where mm-hmm. where there's so many people worried about it yeah. that you're more likely to get funding for studies so what we you know what we know for for MSG and like things like aspartame is that there there's so much public outcry that you're going to have a million studies on it to determine whether it's safe. Yeah. And every, you know, like every single one of these studies is like, Hey, this is, this is pretty much safe. There's, there's no scientific consensus that says otherwise, but there's such a bad rep Yeah, in in America. Yeah. Um, so there's, everyone's scared. There's a historical, there's, you know, there's historical reasons for that as well. Right. Um, MSG was always kind of viewed as a kind of a lower class thing, a tying it back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, um, originally called Chinese restaurant syndrome Mm. where it was just like, Oh, I, I, at Chinese restaurant, they use MSG. Therefore MSG is bad. And you know, there are certainly arguments that could be made where it it is a racial thing. Mm. I'm not going to get into that, but, um, you know, there are arguments that could be made, but in the end, it's also a, a lack of uh, like you know scientific dissemination of information where mm. you're you're not um, seeing enough um, you know public outreach or yeah. by because it, it's a branding thing right yeah uh, like people just, want MSG to have a bad yeah yeah like everything they, see, they get what they want to see yeah everything is a is a branding thing like yeah. it's. And, and it does come down to kind of that, that, that food elitism I was talking yeah, about where yeah, you can yeah. say no MSG and that immediately raises the food to a higher quality level. Yeah. Like that's what, you know, I mean, you know, I will say we don't use MSG in ours because we use different yeast extracts mm-hmm. um, because we find it has a better flavor profile. In, in your ramen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, but MSG is certainly a tool we would consider, you know, if it created the right for, uh, flavor profiles. Yeah. Because uh, in the end, it's it's an amino acid that's present in tomatoes. It's present in steak. It's present yeah. in mushrooms. It's present in most of the foods that. that you like. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 literally an it's an essential amino acid. So MSG stands for monosodium glutamate. So monosodium just means it's a single sodium, mm-hmm. which you know salt sodium. Yeah. That's attached to a glutamate. Glutamate is an essential amino acid that your body needs. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. It just like, it just, you know, uh, it's just a salt made up of an amino acid and, and that, and yeah. to say that it has a negative effect is kind right. of absurd. Like cancer causing. And yeah. All yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Considering what it's made of. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm not saying that 
it, it's dumb to think so, mm-hmm. but I think it's also kind of a failure on, you know, uh, the scientific community's part to, yeah. to, to kind of bring that out there. And it, it is starting to become more, you know, like you were saying in, um, in David Chang's show right. where he does introduce that. Yeah. So I, I think people like that are very important into right. bringing these and concepts. I didn't know until, I mean, like just a few months ago when I watched that episode, cause yeah. the entire time too, I was like, Oh, MSG's bad. Yeah. Cause then, you know, like I knew it as, oh, MSG Asians, and then I'm Asian, so I was like, Koreans use MSG, so I shouldn't have, you know, like, that was my thought. <laughs> yeah. And then, because um, that's what my mom told me, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So then um, hearing it from David, and I was like, oh, wow, there's, there's a lot of research into it, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you, when you look into it more, it's just that somebody has something to sell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of... You know, uh, there's a lot of push from, you know, whenever you're you're in the, the health field, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people where they're like, you know, this is bad, this is bad, so buy this instead. Mm. You know, it, it's it's like, oh, look, look at all these conventional things that are bad, yeah. so buy my non-GMO, you know, like whatever buzzword. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's, there's, you know, of course... I, I don't think that personally, like if you believe in um, different health outcomes mm-hmm. uh, for the things that you've done, um, I don't personally believe in non-GMO or you know organic. Um, but you know if that's if that's where what makes you feel better, I think you should go for it. Right. But I think it's also up to you to make sure that whatever opinions you are forming come mm-hmm. from sources yeah. that are scientific, that are evidence-based Amen. and that are not trying to sell you more stuff. Yes. There's so many people who are going to go against the grain right. because they can offer you a quote unquote piece of wisdom right. that suddenly they can provide. So, yeah. I mean, that's just so refreshing to hear because you know, we live in California <laughs> um, yeah. Know, every day, I feel like it's a fight to see who's more PC, mm-hmm. um, or quote unquote PC, because I mean I don't know even who sets the standard anymore because everything feels so. Everyone says they're right and all that stuff. So it's good to hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's really about setting your own line, and right. um, I think we we're trying to start um, making that a lot more clear. Yeah. is that we have our own opinions. Um, we do get asked about stuff like low carb a lot um, because that's a very big, um, you know, like in the health consciousness right now is carbohydrates yeah. and sugar. Um, we're not personally com- proponents of low carb, but at the same time, we do recognize there's some scientific evidence mm-hmm. for certain diets and especially, you know, for people with certain health conditions like diabetes, low carb is, you know, unquestionably very good for them. Mm. So, you know, uh, so we are considering a low carb version and trying to figure that kind of stuff out. Cause I yeah. think it, it's important to try to, you know, even, even if we have different health, um, or different opinions than, uh, other people, I think if, you know, it, it is important to give some credence to things because our opinions might change if there's more yeah. scientific, in, um, you know, things in the future. Right. So and I love that. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, it, it's, it's, it's up to you personally to, kind of find that line between right. you know what you're accepting and what you're going to remain unopinionated unopinionated about yeah. 
because I, I, I don't think you need, do need an opinion about, about everything. Yeah. I think it's perfectly okay to say, I don't know right now. I, there's not enough, you know, evidence that I've read. Is it Tom? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially nowadays, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, speaking of having opinions, <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to a little bit of fast food and then David talking about Domino's and stuff. All right. Um, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to put two uh, fast food restaurants up against each other and you're going to tell me what your winner is. First one, McDonald's and Burger King. Oh, man. You got to start with the hard one. That's really difficult for me because as a kid, that would be like my mom's go-to like which one you know she was you know like when when she was super busy yeah she would always get burger king so like it was burger king yeah so it was burger king but like nowadays mcdonald's for me yeah like right nowadays i've been eating a lot of mcdonald's but it's hard you know like i can't i can't objectively say that burger king is worse than mcdonald's or mcdonald's is better because like there's so much that that, that those childhood memories right that, hey, that has now. a high value man yeah. you got you still gotta pick one here yeah. Tom <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go with Burger King right Oof. now because wow. because I just had we have a Burger King finally close to the um <laughs> to the facility yeah <laughs> and I just had a sourdough king a couple days uh, or a couple weeks ago and yeah. that that was that was that pretty was, fantastic yeah. shoot so, I, didn't, I haven't tried that one that's uh, that's amazing that's okay. like definitely from my childhood all right, all right like all right. I haven't had that in like at least a decade and I yeah. had it and I was like man this is good <laughs> shoot you guys you, you guys realize I grew up with a very different even though it's the same McDonald's and Burger King for me mm-hmm. I grew up very having a very different experience because the international chain is very different yeah. from like the, the American ones. Yeah, they're completely different. Yeah. I personally feel like Burger King is a, has a lot higher quality. Actually, any fashion restaurant. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But um, dude, it's just, it's this thing. I was in Hong Kong, and they, I, was, uh, I was living there when they first brought in Burger King. It was this, this oh. year-long marketing um, plan of wow. coming into Hong Kong. <laughs> and um, you know, I think the first one opened in like two, one location in the airport, of course, and then somewhere else. And then, you know, that opening time is crazy. Everyone's going there, um, and it was it was amazing. I don't know if it was the marketing, <laughs> but it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the next one, uh, KFC versus Popeyes. Oh, I'm gonna have to go with KFC. Ooh, that's a fast one. Yeah, that's a fast one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think Popeye's is good, but I, I feel like KFC just has the, um, the, on, on the chicken, mm-hmm. they're pretty mm-hmm. close, I think. Okay. But I think KFC has the edge on the, uh, the gravy. The gravy. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about that yeah. one, dude. He's always got to get the sides. Oh my God. <laughs> Talking about gravy, KFC mash, that whole stuff. Yeah. I would go there just for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I would have the, um. <laughs> The, the family size thing oh my god <laughs> like i was like 10 years old like like holding a family size thing and just Dude, down the whole in, thing in hong kong <laughs> in hong kong they had this thing they had this side it was um it was rice and uh mushroom oh that sounds gravy. so good that was oh my god that's mind-blowing oh that's they gotta so get that in sad. the US. it's not here that is 
That sounds you so would good. Love that. I would love that so much, man. I would just rip a, rip apart some of the chicken, toss it in there. You got the mushrooms and the rice, and oh my god. Oh, that sounds that sounds like <laughs> top tier fast food. But then the man. gravy is the same, whether it's in Hong Kong or here. It's it's both. Oh yeah, really good. I like <laughs> I like that you brought that up. See, <laughs> that's my foodie right there. Oh my gosh. Okay, next one. Uh, Taco Bell and Del Taco. Del Taco. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, actually, hmm. Ooh. I do like the, 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 the what, what are they called? The, the naked chick, chicken uh, quesalupas. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are pretty fantastic. And I love the crazy things Taco Bell has been doing. But <laughs> the crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just have really good memories of Del Taco back when I was in high school. Yeah. And the tacos were like less than 50 cents a piece. <sighs> and we would go and eat 30 tacos. <laughs> oh my gosh. You would, Tom. You would. <laughs> Jeez, the last one. I feel like I know this one. I don't know. I feel like I know the answer, but it's in and out in, in five and out. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. In and out is my life, man. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Tom, Tom, I don't know. I feel like you gotta have some in and out sponsorship or something. I, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. I mean we did our photo shoot in and out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like your marriage has to somehow tie to In-N-Out too. Or yeah, something. D- you know how much I love In-N-Out. Like, tell me the story with that. What what, what is going on here? Uh, it's, I don't think anyone can can fathom your your deep love for In-N-Out. Okay, so so <laughs> so you know, back when I was you know doing parkour like very regularly, it was it was just you know you tr- you train for a whole day and you are right, just right. you know, ravenous after. <laughs> You just like can eat some. I like food that descriptive word. <laughs> it's helping me understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like I, I I don't think it, it it's hard for some people to imagine, mm-hmm. but um, when 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 you're are that hungry after like you know working out or something, right, and then right. you go to In and Out and you have two four by four animal styles. <laughs> And and what we would do, we would especially when we train in San Francisco, there's uh there's one next to a Krispy Kreme, so we turn them into Luther burgers. So you know, you I were, saw that. Were you, I <laughs> saw that, Tom. Oh were my you, gosh, I didn't know. I couldn't believe what I was from <laughs> my eyes. It was. I was like, wait, what is? I had to do a double take. I was yeah. scrolling. No, it was a double scroll. Whatever you call that. I was scrolling. I was like, wait. That's that looks like In and Out. It's In and Out branding, but it has shiny buns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we would uh, we would go to the Krispy Kreme, especially when they're like making the hot fresh ones, and you replace the buns of your four by four animal style with donuts. Oh and like, man, when that hits you, like after a full day of training and stuff, and usually like I'm I'm terrible at eating breakfast a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't have eaten the whole day. <laughs> Except for, you know, like some water and some Gatorade or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I would eat that and it would just bite into this, this mass of, you know, just, just savory and sweet. And it's got like, you know, the, uh, all, all the meats all like juicy and you get like, yeah. you know, it's like literally, I started literally tearing up <laughs> a couple times when it's, cause it's. It's just, you know, exactly oh, what you need gosh. to hit the spot, man. And yeah. I don't, I don't think, um, five guys has that same kind of, uh, it doesn't. You know, pizzazz. It, doesn't, <laughs> it does not even close. Yeah. I, I think, I think five guys is really good. It's, yeah. it's, it's still like, it's a very savory burger, but I feel mm-hmm. like I like in and out. Um, the way they build their burger is it tastes a lot more 
almost bright and fresh. Um, and I'm not saying anything about the freshness of, of the things, but it tastes yeah. a lot more. There's, there's a lot more, I feel like diversity in the taste. Yeah. Just the feeling. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I really like it. And, uh, it's definitely something I have way too often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, back when, back when I was training parkour, it would be like two or three times a week yeah. <laughs> at least. Wow. And now, I mean, even now it's like at least once a week. <laughs> Do they recognize you? No, no. Cause really? I, I go through the drive through a lot. Aww. Yeah. They don't recognize your voice and like this. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who go to in and out more often than I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of having in and out all, all this, uh, um, fast food talk. Is there any, when you're indulging in these fast food, do you feel like as a clinical dietitian major and all that stuff, do you feel like there's an irony in you when you're like, going after all these <laughs> fast food and stuff. Yeah, so so there there uh in my experience there are two kinds of people in uh the the clinical nutrition major. Yeah, I love to hear this. There's um <laughs> so there there's the uh what you would probably think of when you think of a nutrition major, you know, wake up wakes up 5 a.m. every day, has has a has a you know like nice vegetable shake, uh goes to, you know, goes work out, yeah. you know, perfect portions yeah, every meal yeah. greens cooks some avocados and, involved yeah right. and, you know like Nick's just everything's like measured out and you yeah. know like post positive things on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> no. very clear headed yeah. and refreshed yeah 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 have some great Instagram photos <laughs> I know a couple they, they, they post some really great mm-hmm, stuff on Instagram mm-hmm. um, makes then, you think uh, twice about the way you have your you choose to do your diet and stuff no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all <laughs> yeah, yeah okay because <laughs> it, it's it's and then there's the second type yeah, like yeah, me yeah, uh, yeah, I went tall. into I went to, into nutrition not to see to what like you know how to be the healthiest I can be it's to mm. see what I can get away with <laughs> Like how, to, to what extent can I eat food? Because, you know, I, I love food. Like no matter, you know what, like the, the In-N-Out Luther yeah, burgers, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? I like eating all types of food. Yeah. What kind, how much can I get away with right. before, you know, I start You still suffer. gotta be human. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta enjoy what it offers. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's, you know, food, food is a, a great source of happiness for me. It and is. It definitely is. And you know, I, I want to eat as much of it as I can yeah. without <laughs> without suffering debilitating diseases. Right. So. <laughs> but then your advantage is you know how far you can go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that means you know moderation in all things, especially moderation. Exactly. So yeah. eat your four by four animal style Luther burger every mm-hmm. now and again. <laughs> do you? So do you recommend me try that? I absolutely do. Do you? Yeah. So one thing we would do at um, the the San Francisco International Jam is yeah. we would try to convert one person every year. Wow. To, to, we would like take people to In and Out and then buy them the burger and yeah. put it together for them and be like, Holy "This crap. is this is the San Francisco In and Out. You know, this is the San Francisco parkour In and Out yeah. experience." How successful <laughs> are these conversion rates? Uh, very like <laughs> probably like 80 percent we've only 80%. had percent yeah we've only had a couple of people like not like it That's but crazy. most people it's because you know like if you're eating a, a a fatty sweet you know meal after a uh you know after training for yeah. 12 hours a day yeah there's there's right, a good right, chance right, you're right. gonna like you, it. you think that success rate will be a little lower um 
without the, the intense parkour training? Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, if you're if you have come off of like eating a nice breakfast and you know a, a satiating lunch and stuff, <laughs> no, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's uh, it's soon enough. Yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be Sean and I, uh, our birthdays in July. I know your birthdays in July. Oh yeah, yeah. We all we're birthday buddies in July. I guess. Oh yeah, I'm down. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe three of us will get together in our, on our busy times, find the time together to <laughs> can make it for us. Yes. And maybe with that eighty percent conversion rate, <laughs> the chances are very high that Sean and I will both be converted <laughs> that day. There you go. <laughs> Sean gives a okay, okay, okay <laughs> two, two thumbs up, two thumbs up from Sean. He looks a bit skeptical though. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was. I love that. I love that section that we just talked about, man. <laughs> we can talk about food all day. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But I think we have to get into bite ramen a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess people know a little bit here and there because as we talked about it, dropped some gems during our talk here. But it still, it still blows my mind because um, my my friend David, he's a little bit more into like calculating his nutrition and stuff and working out and all that jazz mm-hmm. and then you know i was watching the the video sean did for you guys and i was geeking out you know, <laughs> maggie come here look at this and then i showed david too and he was going nuts at what's in there <laughs> and i saw him because you know like he knows the stuff yeah yeah and i, I was getting excited too because i was like I, I don't know what's in there i don't know what it means uh-huh but like obviously, and he was saying, "There's, dude, there's no way this can have this many stuff. <laughs> All that nutrition. So it's it, it's crazy what you guys have been able to do, and that's that's so incredible. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, tell tell the I guess the listeners a little bit about um, what they can expect in the the instant noodles. Yeah. So um, our instant noodles are kind of, you know, it, it is kind of based off that philosophy of what can you get away with, right? Right, right, right. So th- this is, you know, <laughs> it, it is something that. where it's like, you know, day to day, you know, because not not every meal has to be Instagram worthy. Not every meal has to be the best meal you've yeah. ever had, right? There are a lot yeah, of meals where... <laughs> yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. There's a lot of meals where you're busy, where mm-hmm. you you just, you want to eat because you have to eat. Yeah. You know, and there, there are people like me, when I get stressed out, it's right. it's very difficult for me to yeah. eat. It's not, it's not everything has to be super sexy in the life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's utilitarian eating as well. Right. Um, and what, you know, what we've done is like, we, we've had a uh, Soylent, which is like basically a meal replacement mm-hmm. shake. Yeah. That's um, what Sean's having these days. And I look at him <laughs> having that every morning and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much that's Sorry, what I Sean. had right before I came here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, but we have a lot of instant noodles too. Like, yeah. you know, you want flavor too. Yeah. Even for the utilitarian meals, it's right. nice to have flavor. So you want to bring the two worlds together. Yeah. You want to make it good. You want the soil and stuff, but then you want it to be tasty stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I've gone on 100% Soylent for like... Right. Wait, wait, wait. Tom, Tom, Tom. It, it confuses me here because you just said you you came from having Soylent. Why weren't you having your, your own ramen? Because <laughs> we don't have enough materials. Oh, right, to- right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you had a sad look there. You I know. know. You were like, you know what? If I if we had it right now, if there were if there weren't too many damn backers right now, I <laughs> then I would be having my own, my own product. Yeah, we we only we only get sent so many supplies to right, test with. Right. 
So we, we have to save were, that for actual testing. You right. can't just eat it. I know. Yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because as you were saying, it's 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 a good problem to have. Yeah. And yeah. Again, that's <laughs> amazing. That you know, going back to um, what you guys raised on your Kickstarter, and that's just a testament to um, your work and you know realizing the the pain problems. I guess everyone was having. Yeah. And it's very it's very like um, visible in front of us, but it's like you know. And you guys finally did it. Someone did it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a crazy. Um, it's been yeah. a really crazy journey. Like, I can't <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I can't believe it's been. Uh, I, I, honestly, it, it's one of those things where you don't want to think about it too big picture. Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. I think back at all the things that we've had to learn or oh, do gosh. or whatever, it's just like. Damn, that's <laughs> that was it's too much. No, it no, is, but like yeah. you know, it, it just takes that takes stuff day by day, step by step, right. and you know, thousand journey of a thousand steps begins or thousand miles begins with one step kind of stuff. Right. You know, it just as long as you focus on the task ahead, you can get a lot of stuff done. Right. And um, go on, go on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, uh, going back to what's in the noodles. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah that's very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's basically we we took a look at what you know normal noodles are made of. It's just um, wheat and you know wheat water. Yeah. Sometimes I are you, about, are you about to make me really scared here? <laughs> of all the ramen's I had no, in my no. Life. So we just we just decided, hey, like you know the the primary thing is still the noodles. So we want to make the noodles as good as possible, mm. and that was probably a lot of the first year is doing hundreds of variations of noodles. Yeah, and. Um, you know, we, we have a blog post about it, but it's, we tried, we knew wheat flour, you know, no matter how good your wheat flour is, there's, mm-hmm. there's no way you can get the kind of protein goals and, you know, kind of stuff we wanted. So we started experimenting with a lot of different ones and, you know, we tried soy, but soy has issues with, um, some of the, cause soy is a very fatty kind of flour. Mm-hmm. That's why you have, uh, which is a lot of. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought there. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, soy is a very fatty flour, yeah. and um, it's the the lipids will actually uh, inhibit the the kind of the the stretchiness and yeah. the ability for the dough to come together properly. Yeah, at least the way we want because we we're still very much we want that classic ramen experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so making sure the taste and the texture is very good yeah. and very like what you would expect is something that we want and so it kind of causes kind of crumbly mm. texture. Sometimes it wouldn't even like go correctly into like like a sheet. Yeah. And it would be very crumbly breaking. Uh, we tried ones like amaranth um, that was interesting but it didn't quite provide the same, you know, there there's issues with uh, either nutrition, trying to get the nutrition to balance out properly or te- mm-hmm. taste or texture. Uh, we've tried incorporating stuff like flaxseed or, you all know. All these things don't sound that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, tasteful or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flaxseed, uh, ana, ana, what? A- amaranth. Amaranth, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like some drug or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the the nice thing about Tim being, being from the culinary world, he mm-hmm. has a huge variety of That's ingredients that he knows of. For you guys. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. And uh we ended up settling on quinoa. Um oh, yeah, I've heard of quinoa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh quinoa is one of those things where it, it is really really like nutritionally great. Mm-hmm. Um 
yeah, very high protein and it's a complete protein too. So it has a, you know, all the amino acids yeah. and it's great nutritionally. And like, I was just, you know, uh, so the, the process kind of went, Tim would suggest a couple flowers, right. And I would look up their amino acid profile or their, their nutrient content. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, go into Excel and calculate all of it. Wow. And then, um, and I'd be like, Hey, this, you know, this might work. This might not work. Yeah. And then, so we, we saw quinoa and we're like, wow, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. And I calculated it out and then Tim made the flour and it's like, this is, this tastes like quinoa, which is a very, I, I don't know if you had raw quinoa before. It's not, or no, can flour. It has this kind of sharp acrid taste Ooh. and we're like, crap. Uh, <laughs> nutritionally, it's, it's this is awesome. one of those things awesome. where you're like, yeah. we, we found it and then like, oh, yeah. Shoot. So nutritionally, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's, then we're, we're trying to balance things out, right? Mm. Um, so we started doing different blends. We added uh, vital wheat gluten to yeah. it, which is a, um, which is very, very high protein. So we mixed the things around, uh, lessened the quinoa. We added some uh, canola oil into the mix, wow. um, which would, uh, it helped the texture of the noodles. It gave it a little more sl- uh, slurp and a little bit of that kind of pearliness. Yeah. Uh, it's also really good at um, lipids, um, you know, like oils, bring out uh certain flavors that um like water can't because they're they're flavor compounds that are waterborne or that are you know lipid borne yeah so so it helped create like a, a little more of that kind of aromatic taste as well but it also helped make that quinoa taste a little less yeah just by or you know not just the canola oil but just by blending and making right. the, little, the right balance yeah finding sure. that right balance so you know that was a lot of experimentation right now so, is this experiment a lot <laughs> experimentation um how do you visualize this is it was it as cinematic as like traveling the world going to vietnam and finding different sources and mixing it together or yeah um, yeah we we actually traveled to this uh very exotic place called amazon <laughs> <laughs> now the amazon forest or <laughs> no we just ordered a bunch of stuff from amazon uh and mix it wow. together until it worked. <laughs> so I mean, was this like all in your? Yeah, it's all in the, all in the apartment. We have like a KitchenAid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we bought like a pasta uh, cutter, like yeah. a little hand. We the just a note for the the listeners: if you ever plan on buying a KitchenAid pasta cutter, don't. It broke <laughs> on us in the first like three tries, and it gets gross little bits of pasta stuck in it and it's <laughs> not good just get one of those hand crank ones you get it for like 20 bucks Ooh. they work amazingly yeah. and we're like our first one hasn't broken yet and we've put there you know, we hundreds yeah. of yeah and it's great you get a little like you know you <laughs> handle and just whirl it and it's yeah <laughs> It's nice. It makes you feel rustic. People, <laughs> people are learning here. Um, thank you for such gold nuggets. <laughs> but you ordered from Amazon, and then like you, it was this operation in, the, in your apartment. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like this, you know, huge thing for you to get going. You know, it's not like you had to, um, you know, drop a bunch of uh, money to get into this, uh, I guess, big building to start your operation. I mean, you know, eventually once right, eventually. we, yeah, eventually once we decided, Hey, this is, this is viable. We have yeah. the recipe down. Um, you know, we have good plans then. Yeah. Right. But, um, Starting I mean, out. you would be surprised how much you can do in an apartment store. Right. And just, you know, with your twin brother. Yeah. Yeah. And Amazon. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and food, the right mixer, right. Yeah. The cranking one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, you'd be surprised what kind of ingredients you can get from Amazon. We, we settled, settled on fairly, 
the the ingredients we have uh, in the noodles right now are uh, quinoa, um, <coughs> all-purpose wheat flour, vital wheat gluten, you know, the canola oil, and um, the fiber content comes from uh, a soluble corn fiber. Mm. And, um, you know, you'd be surprised how many of di- these different ones you can find online. So with, with fiber, uh, we've had, uh, we had an issue with fiber. We used to use guar gum, mm-hmm. but we found out we were over the limit of what the FDA allows. Mm. So we had to reformulate and try different types of, uh, fiber. Yeah. And, um, there's some really crazy ones like beta glucan that you can get from, uh, oh. just from Amazon. Like, yeah. um, if you, you can, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of like gear, you know, we, we have, you know, microgram scales and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, like pH meters and, uh, I don't think you order a water activity meter from Amazon, but <laughs> you know, just to, 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 to get started, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you can order. And right. as long as you know, the theory, as long as you are writing down what you're testing right. and isolating individual variables, you can do a ton at home. Wow. And that was, even me, Tom? Even <laughs> yes. <me? laughs> Sean, you heard that? The visual crave is not going to be visual. It's um, it's going to be the visual craving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the edible crave. The edible crave. There we go. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. We're going to be the edible crave. Oh, gosh. So your, your Kickstarter goal initially was 10000 Yeah. When you reach that, because you reach that in how many hours? In 67 minutes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> what were you doing exactly uh, at that moment? Trying to figure out how to make a thank you post. Because like, oh my gosh. we were like, well, I-, I clicked the launch button and it was just like, you know, hearts beating and everything. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, okay, I need to find a way to calm down. So I start like, right, I think right, I, right. I started playing video games or something. And, you Dude, know, were you checking back refreshed. and forth? No, no, yeah. So I have, you yeah, know, that's I have, me. yeah, I have multiple monitors. So I had, <laughs> I had one, one on, uh, yeah, F5 constantly just refreshing right, right, every, right. every 30 seconds, the yeah. other trying to relax. With yeah. Some, I think I was playing some video game or the other. Right. And, um, we look, we look at it and it was like, Oh shit! <laughs> was this was this during your game and you're checking back and forth and was it between all those you know multiple checks or did you actually get to like rest and you got to go somewhere else and then like all of a sudden you found out? No, it's it's like it's like I booted up the game and I refreshed it and I refreshed it and I was like, this is going pretty fast. Yeah. And I go yell at Tim. I'm like, are you seeing this? <laughs> and he's like, of course I am. And he's like, wait. You might have to start making the thank you post. So I like I turn everything off. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to wait. Like I have like maybe an hour, you know, like I have a yeah, couple hours yeah. to do this. And then like half an hour in, they're like, uh, dude, <laughs> you're oh at like, <laughs> gosh, wow. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, sh-, you know, <laughs> yeah. Then we're like, oh, what, what, what do we do? Cause originally I figured we were going to like shoot something with Sean or something yeah. like <laughs> You know, like like a like a big like old Gosh on now. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we can't do anything. We're gonna go to our whiteboard and just write thank you yeah, for everybody yeah, yeah. because oh my god, it that's was what happened. Yeah, we were we were just running around like headless chickens, like, are you seeing the what the oh <laughs> you know, gosh, like oh god, wow. we gotta think of something like like these like we we weren't even yeah. you know, it wasn't in our wild streams that we did. Was there like a notification or something that was set up to alert you guys when you hit the goal? 
I don't remember actually. Was there like I think yeah, kick, buzzer yeah, or kick, something kick, that goes off? <laughs> no. Kickstarter does send you like an email or something, but like we were we were refreshing. So at some point we were like I think it was like right before. Yeah, yeah, it was like we were like, oh, we're about to, we're about to hit it. Let's go take the picture right now. Like, and then as we were setting up, and I was writing stuff on the board, Anna was like, oh, you hit it. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> it's like take the picture, take the picture. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you that's know, so if, incredible to hear. Yeah, if anybody is listening, that's a bagger. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Like you, you guys are all awesome, and um, our our community's been very very supportive and like very understanding. Yeah, and just like incredible there's just no way to not back this thing <laughs> you know so I, I mean i found out the next morning i didn't even get the chance to like get the initial notification or just like find in my news feed that you guys launched it because <laughs> then when i woke up i was like going through facebook i was it was the aftermath yeah and then i was like what they launched <laughs> and they did what in 63 minutes <laughs> and i mean i went to back then i, I was I, I went to get my own package but like, dude, oh my gosh. And then, and then, I mean, that's not even the end, right? I mean, you hit the 10,000 goal. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I mean, then what it, was your feeling then? I, I'm guessing you were, I have a feeling you were pretty confident that you're going to hit that goal. Yeah. Right. Um, so so 10,000 was, well, I wasn't super confident about hitting the goal, but we did set the goal lower on purpose. Um, we didn't want it to be like, you know, set set it at like a super high mm. rate, and then not get any of the Kickstarter funds because right, Kickstarter right. is all or nothing, right? right so right, if you right. meet your goal, you get the money. If you don't meet the goal, you don't. Yeah. Um, Ten thousand was kind of that. Hey, we're, you know, we we still have a little bit left in the bank. Mm-hmm. We, if we get this ten thousand, you can make it. Then work. we can at least tell investors that there's. Something you know, special. there's, there's, you know, there's people interested or yeah. there's, you know, or that we can, you know, you know, gather and make it like a super small minimum order, mm-hmm. scale down the operation yeah. and like kind of get things out very, very slowly. Right. Little, um, little did they know. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we were like, Hey, let's set um, something modest yeah. so that we're not, you know, Tim, Tim and I are not super like, we're, we're always like, let's prepare for the worst case scenario stuff. Yeah. So, so we're like. Let's set it low, yeah. and then has that philosophy changed a little bit though? No, <laughs> no, really? not at all. I We're mean, still. You guys are the things you've done is so amazing. Yeah, but I, th- I think there's 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 value in in kind of trying to be humble, trying to make sure like you are prepared for the worst because yeah. there's still always bad things that can happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, unknown unknowns, right? You don't right. know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's always worth trying to you know do things and 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 make it so that it's not you're you're not boasting about it you're not you're not like oh we can totally do like stupid stuff now yeah. you know like do you have a did you do you feel like you got that value learned do you feel like you learned that value from your parents yeah yeah i feel like that's very like <laughs> yeah core asian kind of characteristic <laughs> um asian mom and dads want to teach yeah yeah it's you know because you know, my, my parents are never, we're never, you know, flashy people. We, yeah. we all drive Toyotas and mm-hmm. we always just, you know, live just, you know, frugally. Yeah. Just doing what's, what's comfortable yeah. and what's, you know, what works. Like right. I don't, you know, um, especially since like, I do want to talk about my parents a bit, yeah. um, because 
I think they raised some incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but I I, I think they do deserve a a really good, uh, a big shout out because they are extremely supportive of us, which is very, very nice. But also like my parents, like my mom came from uh, Sandong. Mm -hmm. And when she was growing up, there was like the, the massive famine. Yeah. Like she had, yeah, in China. Yeah. 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 And she, she was like eating leaves and, you know, like bugs and stuff to survive. And, you know, she, she moved to the U S and now, you know, uh, you know, we, we have a house and, you know, we, you know, we're not, we're not wanting for, you know, Mm. for food and right. Or for, for, you know, of anything. And it's, you know, and my dad, you know, helped to do, he did his studies in engineering right, and, right. you know, moved over and helped. And he ate, um, when he first came over to the U S he was trying to live, live super frugally. Mm-hmm. And so he can't eat broccoli anymore because the cheapest vegetable there was, was broccoli. So he would eat broccoli every <laughs> single day. He would make, you know, he would do the meal prep thing, except he'd meal really? prep for like two weeks at a time. Wow. Just broccoli and something else that every day <laughs> he can't do it. Wow. Anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, my parents have made some, some incredible sacrifices yeah. to, I mean, that's, I don't think that's something like our generation can ever understand. Yeah. Because I, I think, um, I think from a lot of Asia, I mean, for, for Korea as well, like the, my parents' generation, um, they're dealing with the aftermath of the Korean war Yeah, and you know, there is a very different hustle back then. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was sort of that, just the traditional path of, you know, just put your head down, try to get through education, you know, and they're setting up a life, uh, for us that'll be a lot better than theirs and, you know, it's, it's amazing and the sacrifice they would make. Yeah. I think it's, it's, um, yeah, I think that a lot of the first generation immigrants just deserve some serious props for what if they've, they've been able to accomplish. Yeah. And it's just, it is, you know, uh, even, you know, like you and I, yeah. uh, what, what, what we're doing, it's still kind of like standing on the shoulders of giants. Definitely. Right. Yeah. I think it's very, um, it's very uh, due to our parents' hard work mm. and, you know, what they've been able to provide for us. Yeah. I mean, we have to be grateful yeah. every day. I mean, um, so are you a first gen? Um, yeah. I'm actually, I was actually born in Shanghai. So, uh, so I'm not actually, uh, which we call American born. So, <laughs> oh. yeah. So you're kind of like me. Yeah. So um, parents were still living in China. Mm-hmm. So you're the first. Yeah. Ah, you're like me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I remember we talked about this a little bit. Um, So how, how long did you live in China for? Uh, Three years, which is why I'm not very Chinese anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Or or rather I've forgotten a lot of language. I think I'm, yeah, I still eat chicken feet, you know, so (laughs) I can't say I'm not very Chinese, but but when it comes to food, you know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but you know, I, I am very much, you know, American as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the coming from Korea, being raised in Korea and Asia, I think a big difference um, that I recognize coming to America is how um, the transition happens from teenage to adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like in Korea or in just Asia, generally, parents will just keep taking care of you. Um, And then, you know, even through college and all that stuff. Um, cause they, they build their lives and savings so you can have a good life. And then 
you return a favor when they grow old and you take care of them kind of thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's a little bit different um, in America mm-hmm. where, you know, the parents will raise you, feed you and all that stuff. And until you turn, like you get out of college or just 18 actually. Yeah. And then they say, okay, go live your life kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I think we're still pretty Asian on that front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're still really connected. Like we still try to either my parents will come up um, or we'll go down to the Bay Area mm-hmm. every two weeks yeah. just to visit and, and stuff. Right. Cause uh, your parents have been big supporters of your business. Yeah. 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 And you know, they're, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, you know, the first supporters, right? Like yeah. they're, they, they helped the first investors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, they helped us, you know, develop recipes or, or talk things through, especially on business side kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right. you know, finances and things like that, that, you know, we weren't as familiar with as they have, um, yeah, I was gonna go somewhere else. I forgot. Sorry, what was the question before? <laughs> it, was, um, it was I was talking about the differences between sort of like the general raising and, and transition from oh yeah um, adult I mean teenage years to adulthood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that lack of sleep. <laughs> I did. I mean, I. Same same position here, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Um, yeah. I, I think I think my parents have really kind of taken the best of both worlds. Um, mm. Kind of uh, based on like the raising kind of stuff because yeah. um, they you know when we were when we were younger they did try a little more of the kind of tiger mom kind of stuff. Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know they the. My mom's a full, uh, full tiger mom. That's her position. Ooh, man, ouch. That's her status at home. She commands the army. Yeah, yeah but um, now my parents are like, because uh, my mom's a teacher and she knows a mm. bunch of, um, and she has a bunch of friends who are teachers and yeah. did the tiger mom stuff. And, um, you know, with, with my parents, you know, you can't, after a certain amount of time, when you have a 1.89 GPA, you know, you can't. <laughs> You can't, you can't tie your mom that anymore, right? So they, they, you're telling me there's a, there's, there's a, I guess a, what, or there's a, there's a limit to tiger mom? <laughs> well, especially when you like have a tiger mom community, Tom, <laughs> yeah. where they all come together. When you, when you have two, you know, like my brother and I can get pretty stubborn about certain things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, when it comes to academics, that was, that was similar. So. <laughs> You, they, at some point, they were just like, it's not worth fighting. Let, let, let them do it. Right, right. And uh, that was, actually, that was me, uh, my mom for me, too. <laughs> I, have a, I have a sister. We're a little bit different in that sense. Uh, my sister's four years older, and she's gone to Berkeley, you know, the, the high GPA. She's the, the star child kind of thing on that front. So uh, in many ways, I was kind of giving up on. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I was, hey, I was kind of uh, off the leash that way and let me, let me do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is great. Yeah. And then, uh, my mom know, just knows so many people now who, who did the tiger mom thing right. and their children just absolutely resent Ooh. them. Like there's a lot of, she's, <laughs> she's had to play like counselor to a couple of her friends oh where gosh. they've just like, yeah, like, like the, their, um, like their kid would, you know, like lives in Berkeley or something and never it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's not that far. Right. And then like the, the one time she drives up to, like to Berkeley um, he's like, oh, I have 10 minutes to visit, to, to talk yeah. with you. And yeah. then like, he goes, I have like a timer and everything, you know? Oh, wow, and it's wow, just wow. like, there's a lot of people who are just resentful and they're like, oh right. wow. Like, you know, you, you still like us. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <must have> <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and like, you know, I, I genuinely really appreciate the, all the opportunities and that my parents are, you know, more hands-off, but yeah. they can provide advice. Right. And, That's you know, they, man. Yeah, and they, yeah. W- they will, you know, on certain things when they are, when it is something they feel strongly about, they will, mm-hmm. you know, make their, make their opinions known and, but still give us that kind of autonomy. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Who's the, I mean, who was the most proud, I guess, between mom and dad for all this? I mean, the 10,000 hitting that goal (laughs) and then quarter million all of a sudden. I don't know. I I think they're pretty equal, but I will say that my dad was more relieved. Uh, (laughs) My dad is a a lot of where we get that kind of, you know, being very skeptical and being like, you know, always prepare for the worst kind of stuff. So like he's, he did very much believe in us, but he was also very much make sure you have a backup plan. Right. Right. You know, uh, so when, when we did start hitting our goals and stuff, you can see he visibly was a lot more (laughs) like, okay with it. Cause uh, you know, it it is a very unknown thing and crowdfunding was a very new concept to Mm -hmm. him. So he was like, I'm not so sure about this. And that's awesome for him to, to believe in you guys for that. Yeah. Yeah. And like all the whole Kickstarter thing and just social media and being able to start a business like, you know, through online. Yeah. And it's awesome that he was you know, on board and, you know, even though he might have been, you know, little stressed or just whatever it was yeah, that he was on board with him. That's awesome of him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it was pretty nice and it felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so I guess, uh, we have the, we have the three tips, um, that you prepared for us. Yeah. Um, for, so Tom, has uh, a few few tips on how to just, I guess, create success for you, define success for you, and and just grab at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I I think it's for for me it's not so much always achieving your goal that's success. Mm. It's it's always it's more about learning from your goal of mm. learn learning. Uh, whether you are successful or not yeah and um always <clears throat> always having looking for the other door like mm. you know when a door closes another one opens kind of stuff yeah um but you know there there's always another path there's always another thing you can do to try to achieve your goal sometimes it'll suck a lot more yeah sometimes it's going to take a lot longer it's going to do you know it's going to require a lot more work but yeah and I totally agree with that. I mean, like, I, I going back to our similarities. I, I also have. I'm a dude with so many like passion side stuff, right? Yeah. Dance, volleyball, and video too, and YouTube, and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to get into YouTube, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I see both of us, and I never take my like any of my passion lightly. Mm-hmm. Like, I go full head in there, and if I say I do something, I do that thing well. And I say it really confidently. It's the only way to do it, man. Yeah. And, and I, I full heartedly agree with that. We just got to pivot sometimes, right? We just, yeah. we do what we want to do and we let our heart, um, hearts be the compass. Um, but sometimes we have to pivot here and there, switch up the goals and put in more attention to certain areas. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I would say, <clears throat> I would say like my first piece of advice is you know, like I was saying, don't be afraid to fail. Mm. Um, failure is good a lot of times. Sometimes it's the best teacher. Um, there's always another route around. There's always something to be learned. 
Um, and messing up and failing is sometimes the best thing you can possibly do. Mm. How do you, do you feel like it's just in your DNA or just um, self-awareness to, to understand that? Or did you find a way to sort of cope? You know, because for a lot of people, it's hard, right? Certain failures are um, heavier than others. Um, but was there like a coping mechanism that you found for yourself or was it, you know, did you just have this understanding that, Hey, I'm going to learn from it. And then was it just practicing failure and learning kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. I think like you were saying, uh, it did probably start as a coping mechanism for, <laughs> for being like, Oh man, I'm such a fuck up. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it did like kind of progress into like, once it, once it gets to a certain point, um, you realize that a lot of people mess up, mm. you know? Um, yeah, that's why it, like we always try to kind of put our failures out there too, is that just be like, Hey, we're not perfect either. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people have messed up. Um, and I think uh, a lot of, a lot of it comes from, uh, my parents as well is, is that, that kind of, um, agency that helps drive them. Mm. Um, because, you know, like, like coming from where my mom was mm -hmm. where, you know, it's just eating you know, yeah, <laughs> leaves right. and stuff. It's like always striving to be better. There's always right. something you can do. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of something, you know, my dad was always, uh, helping us with. He was tr always trying to get us into new things. Like, even yeah. if we didn't like it, like yeah, yeah, he yeah. tried, he tried to get us into a million different sports. Right. And was like, piano, uh, while yes, <laughs> piano. Yeah. Yeah. And piano <laughs> living the stereotypes. You can't, you yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> You can't, as an Asian child. <laughs> it's true. It, it, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm a victim of being <laughs> Asian child, playing, <laughs> being forced to play the keys. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just something you learn. Um, like, you know, after after you learn to cope, right? It's, <laughs> you learn, hey, this isn't this isn't a bad thing, you right. know. Like, especially, I think, I think that's more looking back. Because because yeah. when you when yeah, you yeah, yeah. when you just when you fail the first couple times, it, right. you know, it, especially it on, on big stuff, it doesn't feel good at all. But after you look back, you're like, you know, there, there was there was a lot of stuff to learn. Like, this is where I messed up. And yeah. I think it makes for good stories, too. Like, it does. I think I think uh, that's something people a, a very good way to. um I think that's a very good way to kind of think about failure sometimes when it is a catastrophic failure. Right, right. Is that this is going to... Oh, yeah. That reminds me. There was, there, was a, there was a great quote on Facebook. It's like, um, every failure is just like another, another um, point in your TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, I love that. If you do, if you do listen to like TED Talks or like mm -hmm. stuff, like everybody's messed up. Yeah. Every, you know, That's a good every, way to put it. Yeah. Every successful. Up. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, some something might Sean, be. You're messed up. <laughs> That's a compliment to you. <laughs> I think I'm more messed up than you, though, Sean. <laughs> so we're all messed up here. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it's something that makes for good stories in the end. Yeah. Somebody, awesome. somebody who has 
failed a lot more mm-hmm. is a much more interesting person yeah. i feel like that's what i'm trying to say to sean right now yeah. it's, a comp- <laughs> it's a competition <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm actually really interested i wonder if um did your parents share many of their failures with you like um share as in like they would would, would they tell you about their failures or um because i feel like my parents not i feel like they, they didn't yeah they the- kind of sheltered me from a lot of sort of like their personal stuff mm-hmm um, I'm wondering because I, from what I hear, it kind of sounds like you found out a little bit earlier on about the failure stuff. So I'm wondering if you were ingrained in that from just the raising up part, the nurture part more. Um, for me, I found a little bit later, more later on, um, just by myself kind of thing. Not, not really. Yeah, the uh, my parents didn't really. Um share a whole lot of that kind of failure but they yeah. did it was always kind of that the drive kind of part i think was mm-hmm. it really helped mm-hmm. with you know like how hard working they, they yeah. would always share those stories yeah um but yeah no i i can't actually think of like a single instance where <laughs> they, yeah. they they were like oh yeah i messed up this really bad right yeah i i i kind of feel like failure in that generation is a different is different from failure now I, I feel like failure had a harder edge to it then um, than now where we can sort of see it and, and kind of learn from it kind of thing. I feel like back then it might be, there might have been a little bit more shame on it, mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, cult- culturally, it's definitely very yeah. different, I think, yeah. Yeah. There's, <clears throat> there's, there's definitely that kind of... Um, strive to be to be perfect all the time yeah i think and i think that is very negative too very negative yeah korea um so we put education on very very high pedestal um same china yeah and um it's really that elitist thought yeah you have to be number one Mm -hmm. um and in korea what they do in public schools is when they take uh they have really big tests annual tests and stuff like that and they always post the scores outside the the classroom public everyone yeah oh everyone to see so they know who the number one ranking is and they fight over that so we have like scary stories um (sighs) where um like ghost stories where (laughs) number two would get uh very vengeful and she would like push number one off the building and number one comes out to ghost and you know but it's very true it's like wow. it's in, embedded in the culture and mm-hmm. and you know once you start doing stuff like that where everyone's looking at number one and you know they start calling them number one and you're number two number three and you know there's a lot of shame in that when it's put out so um you know out there yeah and that's ingrained in the culture and that that influences the workspace as well you always have to be number one number one number one there's no yeah um they don't acknowledge like the failure parts as well they do in in america yeah 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 that's wow (laughs) um but going to your second what what second tip do you have um honest communication i think Mm. is very important whether you know as a person or as a brand yeah um transparency yeah transparency uh you know, invite ramen. If you if you look at any of our blog yeah. posts, it's like, you mm-hmm. know, we, we always admit like, hey, you know, like, with with our shipping, we we messed up our shipping stuff. So we're yeah. just we're we're upfront about it. Like, hey, we're we we messed up our shipping. 
we undercharge you guys, but we're not going to charge you anymore. Mm. Um, but if you can, you know, help out, yeah. um, you know, or, or we told people like, Hey, you know, we, we, we had to change the fiber or we, yeah. we had to do this. We had to do that because, uh, we recognize we're not perfect yeah. and we don't want to give off that image. And there's beauty in that, right? I mean, like yeah. you guys leading with the fact that you're two twins, um, fresh out of college, right? You guys are still yeah. young. Yeah. How old are you guys now? 26, 7? Turning 27? Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> Wait, Dude, no. I had this moment too. <laughs> Someone was asking me, I was like, wait, I look no, so I, I think No, no, I'm 25 right now. I think I'm turning 26. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like being able to lead with that. And I, I love that America can do that where it's, we can still go after our dreams when we're this young. Yeah. And the fact that transparency can be a, a win for us. Yeah. Right. Cause like they see you and they, they love that. That's a story. As I said, like the, it's whether you guys are doing ramen or something else, two twins out of college, going after what you want to do together mm-hmm. and building yourself that uh, success and finding a way to get there. Right. And, and, um, and, you know, being more transparent as you go through that step and say, Hey, like, you know, we're, we're going through this step. The, the backers are all in it with you guys. Um, you're trying your best, but you failed at some certain points here and you got to communicate that. That's really cool. That's, there's beauty in that. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, given how, you know, uh, a lot of the bigger companies are run with, you know, how sketchy they are yeah. with how they're using their money or things they're putting in, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I think we do want to run a company that we would feel good buying from. Mm, yeah. And it's it's important for us to to run a company that, you know, we're, we're paying our workers well mm. and we're we're making sure, you know, there's, there's mental health days. We're making sure (laughs) it's something where, um, you know, if somebody hates where they're working, it's not good for the company either. You know, it's, no one's winning. Yeah. No one's winning. Customers aren't winning. Yeah. Um, they're not winning. You guys aren't winning. The brand's not winning. Yeah. And you might, you know, there's, you could, sure, you can make a couple extra bucks off of that, but what's that worth? You know, like you, you know, we, we just want to live comfortably. Um, you know, we just want to be able to, to, to order as much food as we want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the ultimate dream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Will Nisha be happy to hear that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she knows. She knows. <laughs> that's the, that's the keeper right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, so it, it's not like, oh, we need to, we need to make every dollar count. Like, yeah. I mean, what do some of these people even do with all their like money? Right. It's like, yeah. It's being able to leave some money on the table. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's doing, being able to make, I think, the world better just from your corner. Right. And, and that's, that's to us, uh, you know, a little bit of how we can, we can help things. Yeah. So. You've got yourself a nice corner, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> uh, um, the last, last advice you have for the listeners, the cravers. Um, I would say teach what you've learned. Mm, um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> love you, Tom. <laughs> um, you know, be, because my, my mom is a teacher and, um, uh, my dad also did like TA stuff. And so we, we kind of come from a family of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that's one of the most powerful things is sharing knowledge. Um, You know, that's not what we're, we're not being super shy with what we're putting in the ramen either because, you know, again, transparency, but it's also, we're kind of detailing our process because I think it's really important to share what you've done and to help other people out. Um, because a lot of what I've learned, whether it's car detailing, parkour, whether, you know, backpacking or, or, or this, this noodle stuff, yeah, you know, a lot of the food science wasn't really, you know, no, surprisingly, we don't do a unit on, on noodle making in nutrition classes. (laughs) Which is a shame, I tell you. But, yeah, that is a shame. But, but you know, a, a lot of stuff, you know, still has to be Googled. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look up scientific paper. There's actually some scientific papers on noodles, which is great. But Awesome. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's, there's looking up a lot of stuff, whether it's through YouTube or scientific papers or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's all readily accessible information. Yes. And that's something that's helped me. And it sounds like it's helped you a lot too, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, you know, like hiding your secrets and whatnot is not a good way to go about things. And yeah. that comes from the, the Michelin star culture that Tim's, um, you know, Tim came from too. Right. The best restaurants in the world share the recipes, mm. you know, oh, they, wow. yeah, yeah. Like if you go, you know, like that's why TV shows you'll see them make and they'll explain every step of the way. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay, you know, like yeah, is constantly explaining what he's doing. Right. right. Um, David Chang constantly explains what he's doing. His thought processes, um, you know, um, Kwa, um, releases their own, their cookbooks for what you will get yeah. served in the restaurant. It's so it, it you know, if you're, if you're keeping your the stuff secret, you're stagnating. Yeah. When you, when you release your stuff, you, you help, you, you invite feedback. People can help you with things that you don't know, you know, that you haven't thought about and, uh, you can help these other people get started yeah. and it's just beneficial to everybody. Yeah. I think, you know what else it is? It's when you're releasing these things and if you, if you truly are a leader in your industry and you're, you're not stagnating. Yeah. You're constantly getting better. Yeah. You're furthering your craft every single time, even though you're at that top level and there might not be, you know, there might be a rooftop or something. You can still, they're still pushing every little angles they can. Yeah. And when they are, you know, once they release that cookbook or something a month later, they're still, they're, they have a new cookbook coming up. Yeah. So they don't have anything to be afraid about. Exactly. They're, they're constantly pushing. Yeah. And that's old news for them. Yeah. Yeah, you always want to be innovating. You always want to be improving, and I, I think it's <clears throat> it's never about like keeping other people down. It's always about pulling them back. You know, yeah. pulling them up to where you are. Yeah. Um, you know, like um, the 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 kind of uh, you know the meal replacement community mm-hmm. um, as as companies has been super supportive. Like, yeah. You know, I've been talking with uh, a couple of the companies. Uh, big shout out to um, Super Body Fuel. Um, they've, the Alex has been just, you know, he just scheduled a call. You know, we've, we've called a couple times down. He just, you know, tells us, you know, how things have been with him and, you know, things he's faced and, you know, we just talk shop, shoot the shit. And I wouldn't be here without all the people, you know, they're not, 
they're not just like really they're not big people either they're just like doing their own thing they've they've gone to where they want to be and they're still just doing after going after what they want to do yeah and then just they're just so open about you know their process and they're so willing to help me out i get so surprised you know they're they're opening up Skype and sharing their screens and sharing Photoshop with me, going back and forth with files and say, hey, try editing this. This is how I edit it. And it just blows my mind. That's yeah. how I got here. Um, and that's amazing. I always, um, working with a lot of businesses and other business owners, I always um, try to help them see that as well. And, you know, if it's like a dessert shop um, releasing contents about, you know, how their clients can make it themselves at home right it might it might sound it's, it kind of sounds counterintuitive but you know it's that transparency yeah yeah i think it and it's you know i think there's there's room for everybody at the table yeah there's you know there there's always people who are going to be like oh you're you're going to kill your own client base or the competitor is mm-hmm. going to take people but it's like i'm I, I want to give the consumer a choice if there's somebody that you know people would pick over us Mm -hmm. then it's just like hey well how can we get better how can we you know it's still always a drive to to get better and if somebody comes out with a better product than us we'll either improve or we you know we will support them too yeah you know um i know you know soylent and uh quill uh, a couple other companies are making their own like savory meal replacements i don't know what form they're gonna take but you know like at the same time, that's more food for us too. <laughs> we, <Love that. laughs> right? Because uh, yeah. you know, we we made this because we want to eat it, yeah. and um, you know, other companies making the same thing, like awesome. You know, you know, you know, you've made it when other competition can't hate you. <laughs> you know, and you're like, dude, these these twins, you just can't hate them. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So let's recap those uh, those three three tips. Yeah. So the three pit- tips are. Uh, don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, maintain open and honest com- communication, and uh, teach what you've learned. There we go. Always share. Heard it here from Tom Zhang. Um, last bit, a shout out for you. Anything that you want to say? Where can people go? Where can people follow this journey that you're on? Uh, you could find us at uh, viteramen.com. Sign up for our e- email list. We send out. We don't send out updates that often, so you won't be spammed. <laughs> I don't like often, you know. I I don't I don't like the uh, the the constant updates either. So, um, but follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think Facebook is our most comfortable cl- platform. Mm-hmm. Like we we we're we're on Facebook more often than Instagram and Twitter, so that's probably the best. Yeah. Um, all under Vite Ramen. All under Vite Ramen. That's V I T E, Ramen. And um, yeah, uh, we will be opening up pre-orders in the next couple months. Um, we're going to be fulfilling our Kickstarter orders first um, because, you know. I'm very, we, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then, uh, yeah, we'll open up pre-orders and then hopefully we'll start uh, getting those regular orders on and see what happens. Do you think possibly you can say no? In the future, you can do a giveaway on our on our podcast. Absolutely, yeah. You heard it right here, people. 
You heard it right here. We secured it. <laughs> it's evidence. <laughs> all right, Tom, thank you so much for all the tips and golden nuggets you've shared with us and all this, um, all this journey that you just been through. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time. Oh, last thing, last thing. Last quick question. What is your craving, Tom? Man, I didn't think of an answer to this question. <laughs> this was hidden from you. It's because you didn't hear the first podcast. <laughs> I actually saw the little texting at the bottom. And oh, for did some, you? <laughs> for some reason, it didn't occur to me that I would have to answer. On the top of your head, come on. What's, what are you craving? Ramen. There we go. <laughs> there we have it, people. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Zhang. He craves ramen, and he wants you to crave ramen, too, especially white ramen. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next Monday. And we're peacing out. All right. <laughs> <laughs>